When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ronald Nesty here, hanging back. Yeah, our series is just kicking butt. Everyone's loving it. This is episode 82, and I'm so excited tonight because we are bringing back uh, one of our best friends that we have on this show. And we love Kofi Baker from uh, the uh, the actually the 50th anniversary of uh, of Cream. He's been doing it for a couple of years now. Also, Will Johns, the nephew of Eric Clapton, and a couple other guys. So we're going to talk about all this great stuff. But before we do, we're going to welcome. To the microphone, my big brother, Carmine Apiece. Carmine, come on, brother. You're looking good with the hey. dye thing. I love yeah, this. Yeah, I'm out here in, this, in the Caribbean. You can't see the ocean, but I'm right by crystal, beautiful turquoise ocean. And I've uh, been hanging out here for five days so far. But this is your place, right? You got a place yeah, out there? Yeah, we have a place here. So it's uh, Okay. Well, I accept your invitation, and yeah, I appreciate it. Well, anytime, that. anytime. There's, there's the <laughs> Look water. Look at that. Beautiful out there. You know, and it's uh, beautiful. The weather's always the same here. It's great. You know? So Don't I just land, literally here. landed tonight. I see my background there. Where is it at? You can't see it. I don't know if you can see it. I'm at my new speakeasy here uh, at the oh, Displays nice. Theater. It's the second floor. It's called Bourbon and Brass. And nice. uh, this is a, a very cool place. You'll be playing here soon with uh, one of the 30 or 40 bands that you're in these days. And um, I literally got off the plane. Well, you actually play at the speakeasy? No, it's downstairs in the big theater. That's, that's, I should that's give you guys the, a uh, the, the planes. How much is, uh, how, how big is that one? It's a 1,000 seats. It's the same as the Al-Qaeda business. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. I, you know what? One of these shows, I should do a like a like a walking tour of these uh, venues because everyone's asking you me should about do. it. Yeah, that'd be fun. But uh, but I'll tell you what, fun. I just landed. I mean, this plane is about 10 minutes from O'Hare Airport. That's why I opened up over here. It's another 1925 uh, theater. It's just gorgeous, uh, just yeah. like the Arcada. And uh, I, li- I landed literally <laughs> 25 minutes ago, jumped off the plane, came here, and got all set up for this. Yeah, I was in Where'd Vegas. Where did you come from? 
Oh. From Vegas, from the Pizza Expo. Now, you want to come talk cool? <laughs> wow. A pizza I mean, we could rock and roll a, all day long, man, man, but it's wow, hard to compare dude. it to the Pizza Expo. <laughs> wow. That's unbelievable. Fun. Pizza. I never heard of a pizza. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an industry thing. You know, I've got a few restaurants right. here, so I go there and get some ideas. But, man, oh, man. I'll tell you one thing. I'm probably not going to eat pizza for a week or two. I'll <laughs> bet. I'll I've bet. They had, like, like chicken that was pressed and made as a pizza. They had a big pizza, chocolate chip cookies, all kinds of oh, crazy wow, stuff. Wow, but anyway, let's get back to the rock and roll talk tonight. We're out. Uh, we had Kofi on, I believe it was uh, April, with uh, Dweezil Zappa, and he was a great guest and a great friend of ours, uh, both right. of ours for a long time. I know you know you knew his dad very well, uh, Ginger Baker, with uh, Will Johnson. I'm very excited to have them yeah. both here tonight. So why don't we bring them to the uh, the microphone, because they are together in one yeah. area. What's up, guys? Look at Kofi. <laughs> hey, dude. Oh, no, good. That looks good. Another one of them high-end Kofi where, where, Baker where dinners. Where are you guys? Where are you guys? <laughs> uh, we are in uh, Valpo, Valpelio, in Indiana. Indiana. Engine room. We're actually in our in our rehearsal bunker where we yeah. are um, yeah, hunkered down. It and, looks like it. Yeah, with that uh, English flag behind you. Yeah, looks like a cellar. Actually, are you in a cellar? Well, it's, yeah, it's a. Uh, what exactly oh, is a cellar? It's it's, uh, it's where you sell stuff. I know. Yeah, we keep the wine. It's it's not yes. a basement. It's actually a cellar. When you see the beams and this, it's not finished. Gotcha. That's a cellar. A basement is finished. Okay. Well, you see, we're going to be on the finished. cruise ship, so we both got rooms. Like we got a great view of the engine room on the cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. What cruise ship? That's what the people on the what Titanic ship? said. What are you doing? What, what ship doing are you the, doing? We're doing the Flower Power cruise. And, oh, and you know what? With my guys, Vanilla Fudge. I won't yeah. be there. Well, what yeah. the hell I'm is the Flower Power cruise with no drugs on it go, doing? I don't understand. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in St. Martin, and my, my guys from the Fudge fly down here. Uh, I leave on Saturday. They get here on, on Monday and then get on the on the boat there. Where do you guys are you going to be on, on the, the boat? boat? Are you going to be on the I'm boat? I'm not going to be on I don't do cruises. Oh. I had a health issue. I almost died years ago. Coming from Europe, so the worst place I could be is on a cruise. I have a, a friend of mine fills in for me. Okay, but, uh, well, but they're going to be on it, and uh, we'll see so you'll see them. Go up and say hi to Mark Stein and uh, explain who you are. I think I think Kofi filling in next time would be the would the, be the move. <laughs> well, Kofi, I don't That's know. My, my sing? humble opinion. Kofi, do you sing? I do a little bit. Oh, well, maybe sings. maybe so. That'd be fun. Because I, mean, I, I, I got I got a great poster. Much, but... I got a great poster I sent to you guys. He's good on a C and a D, and yeah. sometimes he can do an E. Oh. <laughs> Who actually does sing in, in the group? I sing. You do the I sing. I'm I'm a yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a singer, and everybody sings in the band. Who sounds actually. like Jack Bruce? Uh, no one. Jack. Jack Bruce. Yeah. Who has yeah. that vibrato? Yeah. Do yeah. You, Jack, do you have the Jack vibrato? Like Jack. Do you yeah, have we, the vibrato. Yeah, but not not down like Jack. Vibrators? Why are you using vibrators? <laughs> if you don't know by now, Kofi, you haven't been on the road long enough. Yeah, you ain't never gonna. <laughs> you need to stay on the road longer. Yeah, oh, right. It's, it's that prostate tickler, right? You know, it's funny. Uh, talk about that, right? There was a restaurant. No, no, there was, there was, listen to this. There was a restaurant down here that went in, and I'm going up to the to the loo, and and I see that this nice looking blonde lady who supposedly owns the place and she's looking at some pictures with a guy and it's a picture of all these naked 
women, like down here, you know, uh, black women, the natives and stuff. So I'm looking at it and she goes, what do you think? I said, I don't know, it looks like me on the road 20 years ago. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So she goes, <laughs> what? That. You know, and then finding out she's the owner, you know. But, uh, <laughs> and that's why anyway. you can get away with wearing a shirt like that tonight. Exactly. That's right. That's right. I just bought this shirt. So tell me anyway. something, Kof, you've, uh, we, as I mentioned earlier in the program, you're with us with Weasel Zapple in, uh, I think it was, uh, what is that? What is that what music? Music? What music that's... Um, Out here. Must be downstairs. That's the water filtration system. I hear a wave. <laughs> it is. We're in a basement. Beautiful. Water pipes and shit. You know, I feel like dancing with, I don't know where that came from. I was going to ask someone to dance. Um, maybe a virtual dance with Kofi Baker. My my dream could come to reality. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know what happened there. But anyway, um, this place that I opened is haunted, so it could be here. I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, as I started to say, Kofi, uh, you were with us back in April. How's the world changed for you in the last several months now? I mean, we're coming out of this thing. You're getting ready to hit the road. Uh, a lot of well, opportunity. April is almost a year ago. Yeah. I know, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Dweezil hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and neither of you guys, actually. I know, actually. <laughs> we asked you back. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been uh, in my basement taking lots of drugs, really. This guy, you know, getting as fucked <laughs> out as I can so that I can wait till the next time I play, right? That's what I do. Take okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. okay. Oh, now, now, what else you have, Ron? <laughs> I know. Well, that that killed that uh, road I was going down anyway. Uh, but you know what? It's really good to see Will because we haven't spoken to Will on uh, on the program before, and uh, right. it's really good to meet you. I mean, this legacy that you're 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 filling in, or you're performing with, rather. Obviously, Kofi's a legacy. You're a legacy. I mean, this whole sense. concept. I, I, you know, and I know you've been asked this question a thousand times. But it's one of the biggest questions our <laughs> fans are asking about uh, about your whole all three of your uncles with George Harrison, Eric Clapton. Mick Fleetwood, I mean, uh, quite the lineage you have here. I mean, uh, is there some, what is the, the, uh, about like the to know how it happened? It's all yeah. by marriage. Yeah. It's all by marriage, but it's still <laughs> yeah. on paper. Don't forget yeah. Glenn Johns, you know, yeah. uh, there's another, there's another famous uncle for you. Yeah. That's an uncle. Yeah. Huge producer. Too. And then there's my uncle Colin, who's um, living in my house. Um, he's, he's lesser known, but he's still a great guy. He's a great uncle. When it comes he to is that. a great uncle. <laughs> so basically, how, how's your mom? How's your, how's your mom? Well, well okay. no, unfortunately, my mom passed, um, you know, some oh, years did. ago in 2007, oh, 2008. Yeah. And when did your dad pass? Um, he passed in 2013. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that she passed away before him. Yeah, they're um, they're in both in a, in that better place now, and yeah. um, you know, yeah. they're, right. they're, I'm sure that they're with me, if not every yeah. day, every every that's other right. day. I feel their presence. Yeah. In fact, that's one yeah. of the things that you know that I notice in particular. This thing that we do is um, there's only so much that we're actually doing ourselves. A lot of it when we when we start the show and the music starts, we're being played if that makes sense. Okay. And, uh, we turn it over to, you know, to a, to a, there's definitely a higher power 
taking yeah. over. And, That's fantastic. Uh, the idea is to try not to get in the way of that too much. Well, I'm definitely high. When well, you know, to recognize that is is pretty big. Uh, you know, to who's, allow that in. Sometimes people don't allow that in. Yeah. Who's playing bass? There's more Chris music Long. here. What is going on here? I don't know. Chris, Chris is Long. He is he there? Is he there with you? He is somewhere. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's upstairs um, filling out some forms for the for the cruise. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of apologia. Yeah, I just got yeah. an email from the Vanilla Fudge uh, person telling me all about that crap. A yeah, lot, it's ridiculous. A lot of forms, yeah, a lot ridiculous. of forms and protocols, hoops to jump through at the moment. I was like, yeah. I hope it's worth it. I hope this view of the engine room is going to be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you? you um, <laughs> This, uh, you know, I was listening to a little bit of the album, uh, uh, Well, Blues Daddy. It looks really, I mean, it's amazing uh, what you put together. How did you select those songs? You got some really classic, you got, I mean, the, the title uh, song, Blues Daddy, did that come from you? And how did you select the other songs? Yeah, I wrote that one. I was in, uh, we used to have this cool little juke joint. It was the only real sort of blues bar, little place, little club in Brighton where I live on the South Coast in the UK. And they just had a bunch of of old uh, guitars on the on the seat on the walls and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. One of them was this beat up old um, plywood guitar, and I happened to have a slide in my pocket, and it just sounded really authentic. And and so and that's how I wrote Blues Daddy. That was the start of that. But um, just on my travels, going to places like uh, the Czech Republic. And, and I'd go to Russia as part of the British blues invasion. In over the old there. days, in the old days. In the old Russia. days, you know, and um, yeah. and um, I'd just go myself and there'd be a, a local, you know, a local pickup band. And it would just be, you know, with the those old blues songs. Wow. Those are the ones that we just, you know, make a set out of and go, okay, one, two, three, four, and, uh, and off we'd go. And, you yeah. know, it's that common one, language. One, four, five galore. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so where, where yeah. you're in Indiana, whose place is it in Indiana that you're at? This is Steve's place. This is Steve, our uh, keyboard keyboard guy. Oh, you have a uh, keyboard too. Okay. Yeah. He also plays some guitar too. So he's uh, he's a multi instrumentalist and he's singing too. And uh, he's you. a he's a you know <clears throat> another really fine musician. He knows all the chords. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but you, you know, know, obviously from uh, you need the two-part harmony in the Korean music. Oh well, absolutely, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, yeah. Say, if you're from Chicago, you know, being obviously uh, a blues capital of the world, not the but a. Uh, but you know, I find as I travel other places, especially in Europe, I'm sure you guys find the same thing. Just how big blues is in other parts yeah. of the world. It's so much even bigger than here in the states. Yeah. Well, there's just. Um... I don't know from a uh, from a, a media sort of point of view. I guess there's no there's no money in it. However, it's the you know one of the most important and strongest selling genres in the world. It's just um, it's, the easiest. It's to play. like it's like blue jeans. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's easy to play. Yeah, anyone yeah, can do just, it. Bo, 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 of course. Yeah. Oh, good. Go ahead. Oh, better again. Are you? Um, Go ahead, Ron. Go, go ahead. Are you guys going to be doing uh, some of the uh, some of that with? The, I mean, obviously it's a cream show, but we be touching any of your album on on the uh, upcoming shows. No, we're going to be doing my Come album. On. 
We're playing my album on the album no, show. It's pretty full. The first <laughs> set is the is the is the Disraeli Gears album in its entirety, um, which which makes up first set. Add uh, add a little pressed rat in there and sort of white room, and then the second set is is Clapton classics um, with a little bit of um, well, yeah, the, the whole mid section of course is Blind Faith with uh, oh you right know, oh nice. You're doing that one? I love that no, one. that's had to go out today. I love the little I love the little symbol your dad played on that, you know. Oh yeah. That, that, that. And he's always doing that boom boom boom. Yeah. The three when you awesome. do the four beat, he my dad always played a three triplet. And you guys, yeah. you and Vinny always play the four triplet. I did the three right triplet on our first album. So I didn't have the other bass drum, and I always did the uh, boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, you know. Right. But uh, I, I got to show you, show I got to show everybody that poster. Ben, put up that poster. I got a little story that goes with that poster. What poster? Oh, okay. Not that one. That one. Okay, so that was two shows we did with the Cream and Vanilla Fudge, and we were the sensational Vanilla Fudge, according to that poster, and. Uh, you guys were the world famous cream. Oh and, wow! Right. So, what I do remember is, you know, we met everybody. Your dad was uh, Tofi was a little, uh, you know, he was your dad, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, but while I was doing my solo, right, your dad was hide behind the curtain. A bunch of people told me, that, and he was looking at my solo. He wouldn't come out in the open and look at it. He was <laughs> to look at my solo, you know, I thought that was pretty wild. I used to bust his balls about it later on in life, right. um, and he's going, "No, I did not." And I said, "Yes, you did. I got many, <laughs> many witnesses." You know, right. but that was a great show. We did two. We did that Houston Music Hall and the Dallas Music Hall. It was a, like a three thousand seat theater. It was two nights. This was the second. I, I think the second night we did Saturday and Sunday. So I had that on my phone. Carl, did you have a lot of interaction with those guys? Did you have a lot of interaction with those guys well, on shows I mean, like this? You know, when like normal, you know, they got a sound check. We watched them. We hung out. We cracked jokes, and you know, we there was a, a backstage area that wasn't very big, so we couldn't miss each other. Mm -hmm. you know? But was my dad difficult as he normally is? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, right. Yeah. Because, and Clapton was nice, and, and Jack was good. I got to know Jack the best out of uh, on those days. Then I got to know your dad later on, but I got the greatest story of your dad at a clinic. Right? We did a clinic up, uh, in, up uh, somewhere in California. It was me, your dad, and Alan White. Right. So they picked your dad up at the airport, and he was grumpy and horrible. So Alan says, let me deal with it. So he goes up to your brother, your dad, and comes back to the, the shop owner. He goes, I need to get an ounce of pot. Right? <laughs> he says, why? He goes, well, Ginger needs some pot to calm him down. Okay, so the guy got him pot, calmed him down. He was a beautiful man the whole day. The yeah. Rest of the day. And we went on, we did the clinic. So Alan starts with doing yes songs. He's playing in seven, eight, and you know, six, four, and all these time signatures. I go up and I do mine. I'm doing seven, eight, nine, eight, and all these different things. Your dad gets up, his drums are set up. Yeah, Ginger Baker, yeah, he gets up there and starts playing. Doesn't say anything to the audience. Starts playing, boom, 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 boom. You know, the Afro six, eight right. thing. 
and he finishes it goes that was in four <laughs> <laughs> all right then he starts playing again and he did some other thing after he stopped playing he says that was also in four <laughs> and when he said that he would look at me and alan on the side just bust our balls <laughs> then after that we you know, he did three solos like that that's all he did it took up 45 minutes you know, that's all I heard that, was that was in four. That's all he said three, three, three times. What so was he telling you, Kofi? I keep trying to say it. He's, he's insisting it's right? so then, then we went to dinner and it was it was beautiful. We, we smoked a little, we all smoked some pot together and and uh it was great. It was probably well, I, the best experience I've had with your dad. Right. Well, I, I hitchhiked to Italy from England one time with a joint. The whole way. So when I saw my dad, I could give him the joint so he wouldn't beat the fuck out of me. Oh, <laughs> nice. Why did he live in Italy, by the way? I, I saw that. Because uh, he wouldn't pay taxes in England. So he moved around not paying taxes anywhere and, you know, ended up in Africa and ended up going back to England when he got too old and broke to have health care. Yeah. It was England's socialist yeah. medicine. So he went all around. He didn't pay any taxes in England, went all around the world. And came back to England and sucked off the social system. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. You know, I was reading uh, uh, the nice. Rolling Stone article uh, that you were interviewed uh, about Kofi, you know, just about your dad. And, you know, it's legendary. Unfortunately, your relationship with him and it was, it was, it was scarred a little well, bit. The, I know you've talked Rolling about Stone it. Rolling Stone interview took it a little bit out of context. I said, I said, well, I said, my dad's like, my dad's dead to me, really. It's like he's dead to me because I don't have any contact with him. And they put it out as a big thing. Kofi's in, right. he's dead. And yeah, I didn't mean really it like my dad's dead to me, like, fuck off. I meant, like, I don't really have much communication with him. After he got married to that, um, the Kutsi uh, woman, she cut off all communication with the family, you know, as I told you in the last interview. You know, so um, that was really, that was in that middle of that period when the Rolling Stone did that interview. So I wasn't getting any... Yeah. Any, you know, talk. My dad wasn't talking to me at all. So, yeah, just, it's just, yeah. it's just a shame. But you know, as Carmine brought up um, the, a story, I can't imagine. I mean, you going anywhere without a Ginger Baker story coming across you all the time. Is there one that you said I did not, I did not know that about my dad? Is there a story that you heard on the road? Yeah, I hear them all the time. Um, the one of uh, Vinny, I mean, uh, Carmen told me. Um, was uh you know uh i heard before but i heard from my dad's side so i heard oh it must be different oh, I want to hear oh you know what my, my dad's version was like oh yeah they, they went out there and i played seven eight and all this nine eight shit who could dance to that i went out there and i played four and everybody <laughs> went wild that, that was my dad's side you know obviously that's exactly what he did and that's exactly what we, what we figured him saying in right. his own mind Right. Well, I'll show these fuckers. You know, right. they're playing. They're playing seven, eight, nine, eight. I'm just gonna go play four. But right. it, the way he said it was so distinguished. That was in four. You know. Well, my and dad never awesome. taught me really any any odd times. He taught me all the polyrhythms and stuff. He yeah. didn't really learn. I would. I learned all the odd times from a, a lute player in London. Right. I was like 17, 16, actually 15 or 16 years old. I was learning all those times. So. My dad was really about the African. He taught me all the African and all the. Yeah, stuff. he loved he that. He about, loved that. Yeah. You know, yeah, his his Ginger Baker Air Force was pretty cool. I used to love. Oh, that. the Air Force. Right. Yeah, the yeah. Air Force was really good, and uh, I think we actually I played a gig. I had a group called uh, Come on, uh, Come on a Peace Astroport. It had Ray Gomez in it and Jeff Berlin. 
okay. and uh, and me and, and a keyboard player. And we'd play all this like chikoria kind of stuff with, with vocals, with right. Ray Gomez singing and me singing. And we played two gigs in Long Island. One was with John, John Entwistle's uh, Ox, right? Okay. And the other one was with your dad's Air Force. Okay. You know, and uh, the Air Force. I thought I the really Air Force. liked the Air Force. I really liked them. A I lot. thought it was my dad's best stuff. Absolutely. My dad Absolutely. was really, really peaking in Air Force. I think that yeah, was when he was I really. Because I listened to that, and I think, man, that was his best playing. I think yeah, that was some great playing. That was so because he was happy. He was doing what he wanted to do. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Hey, Will. First of all, uh, hey, Will, wake way, up. Will, wake up. Come on. Well, wait. Let me here. <laughs> join me. Join me, Carmine. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Will. And you have just become the age. Was it yesterday, day before? Yeah, day before yesterday. You just became the age. He just became the age he will be for the next 15 years. 39. Shut up. Happy birthday, brother. You know what? I bet Logan a piece year right there. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, talked a little bit. I mean, we brought up obviously your uncles. I'm sure you're so tired of hearing about that stuff. But you know, it just it it, it brings to my mind. Um, you know, I saw some great video of you playing with Eric on stage. Must have been really like surreal and cool with uh, about that. Um, was that an easy thing? Was he good to work with like that? Or was like uh, was it a, a little awkward? No, it was. It wasn't awkward. It was just like I. It was one of those. Oh my gosh! Am I, is this real? I, it looks you know, like that. I gotta say, there's a couple of pictures. It looks like that on your face. I mean, you look like you're genuinely enjoying yourself with this. I really uh, was, and I was. I was really sort of conscious of. I don't know if it was like, okay, here, all, all of a sudden, you're at that 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 place in life. Is it time? It's your time to shine, you know. But I was at 39. Of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, I was, so I think everybody would like to know how is it that. Clapton was your uncle. Who was married to who, and or who was you know? So it was my it was my mum's my mum's sister Patty was married to George first, and then okay. uh, Eric stole her away. And legendary right. story, legendary. And they got married, and um, right. yeah, and the okay. songs continued. Okay. And his aunt was with my other aunt. My yeah, my my mum's other sister Jenny was you know childhood sweethearts and married Mick Mick Fleetwood at a very early age oh. and they actually got divorced and married and divorced and married I think maybe three times or at least oh, twice but you know wow. maybe it was three times um and then she actually then and, and then she then married Ian Wallace you know oh yeah I, I know Ian Wallace yeah yeah Rod um, used to call Ian Wallace yeah well yeah <laughs> So yeah. that's the story. That's where. Wow. Uh, that's Who would where you say uh, gave you the most? I'm thinking probably Eric, but gave you the most uh, inspiration or guidance. Actually, like like gave you some uh, lessons or not lessons, but you know some some instruction, yeah, some inspiration. Me, he showed me a, a thing or two at the beginning. Of course, you know, um, my mom left my dad. You know, I was probably about two or three. Left the craziness because she'd grown up with her sister was married to a Beatle before yeah, right. she left school. So. There were no rules for my mom. You know, the headmistress would have her in the office smoking cigarettes while the other kids were getting busted for smoking cigarettes, you know. Right. Um, so everything was a bit topsy-turvy. Um, did yeah. you learn Did you learn anything from your dad in the studio? Yeah, I certainly did. Yeah, I mean, we used to, we used to hang out a bit and, and stay up. 
Ooh, I hear my trainer coming. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, man. And That's uh, got to be you, Ron. That's got to be your place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, afraid so not. Um, but uh, yeah, we used to stay up, um, Andy and I, and he used to drink his his cause banquet beers, yeah. and um, and he used to get out his Telecaster bass. So I'm I'm named after Bill Wyman. Um, right. Bill gave Andy his first bass guitar, right. and of course Jack was was the best man at my mum and dad's wedding. Right. So Andy was 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 you know a, a bass player. He loved to play the bass. So he'd pull out his yeah. Telecaster bass at his place up on Mulholland Drive. He must have been there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and he'd have the stack of of, of CDs because he'd never put them back in the case, right? They used to just go yeah, on top yeah, of the sure. on top of the pile. So the pile would be about this high, and he'd always yeah. grab the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers one and and put it on the stereo, and he'd and he'd get me to play my guitar, and he'd play the bass, and he, we'd play Free Falling together. Oh know? yeah. And uh, and he used to do the thing. I'm sure you know. You know, he'd do the thing where he put some music on, and the hands would be all out here, and we'd do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and the elbow would go up when the bass yeah. would, you know, or the one, yeah. ooh, or the push after the one. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, feeling would, it, feeling it. Feel, feel the music and show you how he was with the hands and everything, yeah. you know. And he, so that kind of education, you know, and I was a good listener, actually. I'm patient and I listen, which right. is. But what about what, what about like in the actual studio? Like, did you ever go in the studio with him and? Say, so how'd you get that drum sound? How'd you get that guitar sound? How'd you get that bass sound? Because he, he was a master at uh, just amazing sounds got, and amazing mixes. I got the opportunity to go into the studio and work with him just once like that, but I was really? I was in the live room um, most of the time tracking, and so what studio? Um, it was called Black Box in Hollywood. Black Box, I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so really, no, I didn't, cause I'm never, I've never really been that hand, that, that hands on in an engineer sense in the, yeah. in the control room, more of a, more of a producer on an over, you know, yeah, from, a, yeah. from a more. I mean, for me, I worked with Andy at Cherokee when right. I was with Rod and I worked with him at a uh, record plant in LA and we experimented just unbelievably to, to get like killer drum sounds. I had my old Ludwigs and I had front heads on and we'd put mics inside the drum down inside, you know, with no, I always use newspaper inside instead of towels and stuff. And uh, we put the front head on no hole. We have a mic inside. We have a mic, you know, we'd have mics put me next to the, uh, the window of the, of the uh, Cherokee studio. So that my the, my back was facing the glass. We put mics reflecting off the glass. We mm -hmm. put mics in the front, and then we even put a mic in the piano with the open piano hood, you know, just for fun. See what happened. We even, you know, we, you, do you ever record? And I don't know, you, you might be too young, but in the old days, you record on a cassette player, drums, and they sound fucking great, you know. Yeah. And me and me and your, your dad were saying. Why do they sound so good? It must be these condenser mics or something. So mm. we took apart one of them stereos and we took the condenser mic out and we wired it up to the board and tried to record drums on it and see if it sounded the same. Yeah. It didn't. So, no. <laughs> it's so much for it research awful. and development. So we didn't know what, what they must be the condenser mic going to the, 
tape compression on it. I tell you, it, it, there's yeah. something about I've recorded with cheaper stuff, and there's something about that cheaper stuff that sounds great yeah. compared yeah. to the really clean stuff. I see. So there's yeah. there's a guy that um that I'm checking out. I'm really into at the moment, and his name is Ryan Scott. And uh, you can check him out. He's on Spotify, I guess. And, and what Ryan Scott, and he's really got that kind of lo-fi drum sound down. Mm -hmm. I'm really digging his album, which is called "A Freak Grows in Brooklyn." Right. You got to check that out. Yeah. Well, I, I Sonny used to say that, Tofi, because uh, I've been using Audix mics in my studio. Right. For the for the overheads, which we used to use 87s with your with your dad, uh, I'm using like. 58s and an Audix 58 and you know the bass drum. I just got an Audix bass drum mic, nothing like the, the heavy duty mics we used to use. We put a 421 inside. Right. And, uh, I've got, you know, I've got these uh, Shure 98s inside hanging and live. Wow. I use those, you know, hanging inside so I can have the front head on it because the front head gives it that explosion. You know. Yeah, it gives you that more, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. more. Authentic sound. Yeah, talking about that one, you know, you asked me about did I did I do much stuff with Andy? I remember one time, um, and I can't remember whether it was at Cherokee or not, but he was experimenting with um with pistols, you know, to combine with the snare sound because he just Correct. wanted yeah, shooting it, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow. and shooting yeah. out the back. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. That's not interesting. When was that in the eighties? Yeah, that would have been late eighties. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, in the 70s, we were just, you know, I, Andy did our second BBA record in London in uh, CBS Studios. And the first day I, I met your dad, it was one of these. <laughs> he, his head was on the, on the, on the board. He must have had a heavy drug night the night and drinking. And when yeah. we walked in there, okay, oi, hit <laughs> in the head. You yeah. Know, and he woke up, oh, what's, what's up? I said, come on, Andy, this, what are you doing? You know, and then he woke up. <laughs> And then the we recorded that record two times, and Jeff Beck is just like never wanted to finish it, you know. So we never did. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, some of the uh, the days of excess got the better of you know, sadly, my yeah. mom and uh, and my dad. But one of the we're working with a um, he straightened out. By the time we did Rod, three years later, he was like straightened out. None of that yeah. went on anymore. Oh yeah. We're working with a charity that we're doing a little bit of um, help with, a little bit of promotion with on this tour as well, called Turn Up for Recovery. Oh, good. Yeah, which is nice. um, yeah, which is a. Uh, well, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Needs to be. Hey guys, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Hanging and Banging right here on Artist on Lockdown. You know, more importantly. Uh, what have you been eating, Kofi? Everyone wants to know what the heck you're eating. Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> you can't smell it out there as well. Like My goodness. Cereal. So what kind of porridge is it? Well, I recently turned vegetarian about a year ago. Um, so Yeah, you I'm, look like you've been getting overweight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was for some reason, I was getting heart uh, pains, chest pains. And every time I stopped eating meat, they went away. And then when I ate meat, they came back. And I was like, well, I'm going to stop eating meat. There's obviously something about – because when you eat meat, your blood is more cloudy. Uh, it yeah, clouds up your blood, so it makes it thicker. It makes it harder for everything to get through. So right. when you're vegetarian, your blood's cleaner. So so I've been vegetarian. I'm eating a lot of uh, soy, soybeans and stuff, yeah. well, um, stuff like that. I had, a great, I had a great meal here in, in St. Martin last night. It was – it was uh, brown rice and all kinds of veggies and tofu and all of it, 
special sauce. It was so good. I mean, it was amazing. Carmine, there is amazing nothing food. good about tofu. I don't yeah. care. The only way it's good is if you if you Protein. put like spaghetti sauce on it. That's what's good about it. Well, you Protein. can. You can do anything. You can it. do anything. You know, tofu is like it's like uh, ricotta cheese. You know, ricotta cheese really don't have much of a taste on its own, but when you right. add it with the, with all the different sauces. Well, maybe I'll yeah. try it that way. And, and with you tofu know, with soy sauce or right. any kind, they, whatever sauce they had on this thing was unbelievable. It was delicious. Well, they say they've been saying that um, soy is bad for men and stuff, and it's the same lawyers that told you tobacco is good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Actually, soy is actually really good for you, and it's a be- it actually gets more protein. It's actually yeah. it's better for you to meat, but wow, the meat exactly. companies don't want you to know that, so they've got lawyers. But they employed the same lawyers from the tobacco yeah. companies to tell the public that no, don't eat soy. Yeah, I've been I've been mostly vegetarian for many many years now. Every once yeah. in a while, I'll have a steak or a burger if I can't help. You know, I can't get anything else. But yeah, but, don't, but those I've been cows, mostly those cows are so nice animals. They're really oh, beautiful they're animals. I agree. Well, no meatballs for you guys. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. I never <laughs> eat. I never eat any lamb. I never. I don't eat fish. I don't eat turkey. Right. I don't eat chicken uh, for years. I haven't eaten any of that. Right. What about I dolphins? Don't eat veggies, you know. Say again. What about dolphins? Oh yeah, dolphins my favorite. Is beef jerky meat? Beef jerky. Is that meat? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. It's, it's beef my jerky. Hey, it's beef jerky. It's beef jerky. Hey, um, Kofi, this this uh, stunning conversation That's about uh, genetics and tofu has been been really incredible. But however, what I'd like to do is <laughs> what are you I'd eating? like to go back to the, the answer. What he's eating? Oh yeah, what are you eating? <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> I told you. I'm eating quinoa, soybeans, beans. Um, it's peppers. definitely beans. <laughs> <laughs> Then my girlfriend's okay. like, "Oh, that soy that makes you makes you gassy, doesn't it?" <laughs> like, yeah. Have a nice night, Will. Yes, yeah, it does. thanks, guys. <laughs> Good luck in the bus. What yeah. was the uh, well, the van, uh, whatever you're traveling? Well, in. I steamed broccoli in the bus. Oh my Ooh, god! Nice, nice. You've yeah. been wondering why you haven't had friends in a long time, Kofi. I think we That's found right. the reason. That's why I'm stuck in my basement when I'm not on the road. No one can put up with me. That's why you're in Valparaiso. <laughs> Do you live in England, Kofi? No, I live in uh, just north of, uh, I mean, sorry, just south of Chicago, about in, in oh. just over the border. And where do you live, Will? I live um, south of England in Brighton on the coast. Oh, Brighton, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay, I can get to gotta, the dolphins. We got to do more stuff with you, just like solo or something, just come up here. You got to open yeah, weekends, you got to call I me. Was, I told you I was right next to your place playing a gig. And I was like, I can't remember who I spoke to, but I was like, yeah, where's Ron? They go, oh, he's up at the other place. Yeah, uh, told me, pricks. Well, you gotta, like I said, let me know when you're available. Just come on up, we'll do something. What was the Kofi? What was the last um big um cream reunion? Was it in it was recently, wasn't it? 2005 was the last one. 2005. What was that? Uh, uh like I, I mean, that. you were part I of saw that. that. I saw that. No, I mean, I went to it. Um, yeah, uh, it was for me, it was like it was the first time I really heard cream play. I mean, he heard the, the whole, all the music. I mean, I never really listened to Cream because it's my dad's stuff. So that was the first gig where I was like, this is really good shit. I should be playing. And, you know, once my dad and Jack said, we're not ever playing together and that's it. And Eric said, I'm done. I was like, that's, that's when I put the Kofi Baker Cream experience together. 
that's when I started thinking we've got to play this stuff, you know. Um, so that I saw them at the garden. I saw them at the garden on that show, and Jack was on a on a stool because okay. he wasn't feeling well. And, right. Uh, you know, it was it was cream. It was good, but you know, after knowing them and playing with them and seeing them all through my career, when you know when they were really wheels of fire, you know, right, it wasn't the same. Well, know? when I did the gig at the um, my dad's memorial. Uh, we did press rat and um, it came to the solo section and I was like, Eric, take it. Right. And he, he set forward and he started playing and I heard a riff and I put in a fill and he kind of looked at me and he just backed off. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. So, so he's not, he's not the same. No, he, no, it's not the same. It's like, he's, you know, very, when, he's, he's slow hand now. Yeah. I mean, now he yeah. wants to, he just wants to, he wants the, the drums to just keep the beat so he can play the solo. Yeah, exactly. My dad was always, my dad was always fire behind him, and I think that yes, was yes, and Jack and Jack yeah, and your dad I mean, were fire. They were fire. Right. Wheels, Wheels of Fire was definitely the name of that album, and that's how they were. You know, and I played with Rod Stewart. You know, Rod was English, and you know, right. when, when one day I was playing, I'm really having a great time playing whatever Hot Legs or whatever song. And he comes up and goes like this to me. I said, "What's this?" He said, "That's the dentist. Too many fillings." <laughs> <laughs> well, I played with Steve Marriott, right? Humble Pie yeah. guy who played with yeah. Rod. Uh, Rod I'm, replaced him or something? I no, can't no, no, no. Rod, Rod replaced him, yeah, in the right. faces. In the faces. Yeah. And Steve yeah. used to do the same thing. I was really young, and Steve used to go, keep it simple, Baker. Keep it simple. So I'd have to, you know, keep it simple, yeah. which is, you know, he, good. He, I mean, in a way, you yeah, know. He had a hell of a drug problem. That's what killed him. I, I saw him, like, a few days before he died. He was in a... Uh, somewhere I was playing with King Cobra and he was, he was there. We went to see him. He was in the tour bus and he was supposed to be on the stage. Who's this? You know, Stevie. Oh, Stevie, Stevie Marriott. Stevie Marriott. Yeah. Cause he, and, uh, and he was out of it. He was freaking out of it. He was supposed to be on the stage. The promoter was freaking out. Huh. You know? When I was with him, he was just doing pot. I mean, he was drinking a bit, but it was, it was more. What year, what year was that? Uh, well, this was right before he died because. Yes. Um, he went, he flew to uh, America and did a, an album with uh, Peter Frampton. Right. And I was meant to be on the album. Peter said, I want you to be, and I was doing something else at the time. I was in LA doing something um, and I couldn't do it. And uh, then Steve flew back to London and I was called to say, you know, turn up at his house Saturday and we're going to go on the road. And he died Friday night. Okay. So there must be before that because he was like, where did, you, where did you see him? In America? Yeah, in America. It was so that was like, when he was doing the thing with Frampton. That must probably. have been. It was, it was Columbus, Ohio, or something like that. You know? Right. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, must it have, been, have that. been that. Yeah, and he was, Cause I didn't he see him. It was shortly after he died. You know? Right, because I didn't see him for a year, because I, I I played with him for like a year or something. Then I left the band and went yeah. to do something in L.A. Then he, he wanted me back in the band, and I was rejoined right. at the band. Yeah. Day, you know, right when he died. He was a good guy. What a singer, man. We, oh, we he was a great guy. He was like my humble pie. We did gigs with humble pie and cactus. And I mean, he was like uh, a father awesome. to me. So he was yeah, a really uh, nice guy. Yeah, a nice guy. It's like Steve Gadd. Yeah, look, look, look at that psychedelic, psychedelic drum set. Oh, okay. What's that? What? Yeah, nice. nice. Your psychedelic oh, drum set. Up oh, I did those heads yeah. myself. Did you really? Nice. Yeah, those are my own my own artwork on those heads. Very good. Very nice. So, yeah. You still have them. I still have that kit, yes. Yeah. What if about you look the at heads? That kit, you see the wires on the drums? 
Yes. There's no there's no lugs inside the drums. It's just a shell. And it's oh, like yeah. a talking drum. They're like talking drums. You can no, grab the wires. Tension, the tension of the wires. Right. You can nice. grab where's the thing? You can grab the wires and make the drum go woo, 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 like that. Oh wow. What kind of drums are those? It's a custom kit. It's uh it's a custom Hudson custom drums. So not a brand name. No, not a brand name. It's a completely custom made. I had it custom made shells, everything. You still thing. have it? I still have it, yeah. You still play it? Is this on the Cream Tour? No, um, I'm using the Bill Ludwig the Third. Oh, oh, you are good, Bill. So three. yeah, I mean, he's been yeah. doing it because they sound just like my dad's. So yeah, they really sound works. like Ludwig. They sound like Ludwig. Yeah, I, have I mean a, that that kit's yeah. different. It's ten ply shells, so it's yeah. a little, lot warmer. It's more of a yeah. more of a warmer sound than the. It doesn't have well, the brightness. That, that, that kit over there, the, the the psychedelic kit. Yeah, the psychedelic kit's ten ply shells. Oh. It's it's more. Do you, you find know, you have more, to play them harder to get a sound yeah, out of them. Just, yeah, they just don't have that attack, the brightness yeah. attack that the the yeah. the Ludwigs have. Yeah. They have a more warmer. It's yeah. a more of a modern sound, I would say. That kit's more of a modern. I have sound. a I have a D drum kit, D drum Max, the okay. thin shells, and they they sound like my old Ludwigs. Right, Some yeah, the thinner shells. That's the Ludwigs yeah. have the three ply. Yeah, you have to have thin shells to sound like the old Ludwigs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. I like your mic, is, your mic is off, Ron. Yeah, sorry. It's so amazing the detail when you guys talk drums like this, and just one little thing. I, I don't think that people really, unless you're a drummer, of course, appreciate you know the level of, of differentiation between if something is one way you pull this wire, the thickness of the shell. I mean, it's really interesting to hear this. Well, stuff. The, well the template shells you can fold them off a, a you know a couple of story building and they last longer. The, yeah. the, the three plies they kind of break when you yeah, throw them break. Off. Yeah, and break. I think your dad proved that a couple of times, I'm sure. I thought an interesting perspective. Uh, another thing I read about how um about how the other drummers, musicians of the day thought about your dad. You know, the the rockers thought he was just a jazz drummer. And the jazz drummer thought he was a thought. But he he a thought he was a jazz drummer. He and he said, no, "I'm a jazz drummer." He, always yeah, he, he got fired. identified as a jazz he, drummer. Right, but he got five from the jazz bands for playing too loud, and five from the rock bands for being too jazzy. Exactly. There you go. People and, you don't know, realize the, that all the drummers in those days. I was pretty much the only American, and you know that were in that that crew was your your father, was Keith Moon, Mitch Mitchell. And Mitch mm -hmm. was a light jazz player, and Keith Moon was kind of crazy, but he wasn't really heavy. Right. And then there's your dad, and and then there was me. But I I played jazz when I was a kid and all that. But all I wanted to do was be heard because there were no PA systems, so I started beating the living shit out of the drums. Right. And I said, well, let me get a big big bass drum that's louder, it'd be better because you know right. you got Marshall amps coming up. And then when I got the Ludwig endorsement, I got everything big. And they, they were like, you sure you want these sizes? And uh, they, those drums sounded amazing. They were all three-ply, 26 by 14 bass drums, a marching tenor drum, uh, 12 by 15 in the middle, and a 16, 18. I had a 22 bass drum on its side with metal rims as a, you know, instead of a wood rim. And I got a gong. They said, Tasty cymbals came with the drums. <laughs> what else you want? I said, oh, what about a gong? Was, you know, I'm playing with vanilla fudge, very symphonic. Right. I got the gong. And then uh, and then John Bonham, at, they opened up for uh, fudge. He saw my kit. And I remember calling Ludwig and saying, I think this 
this guy John Bonham. I think he's going to be big <laughs> five decades, right? Later, it's a it's a joke. He never that's got that big, though, did he? Really? No, 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 not at all. He's bigger now than he was. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was a, it was a great old days that those days, and and I was pleased that I was the only American, and you know, it was always uh, it was always like the top four of these rock drummers in the bands that were cool: the Hendrix, Cream. The Who and Vanilla Fudge, and I was the only American. Every the other guys were English, you know. All right. Yeah. It was Dino Dinelli who was great. Also, I I mentored up to him. He was awesome. Oh, sure. But in those days, you know, everyone played light. Yeah. Me. You were right. hitting it hard. I love that video, you guys. But Carm, what is that video uh, we see when you guys? I mean, you you know, it starts out with Mark, and then you're in the background doing it. Um, I gotta think of it now, but it, it looks yeah, like you're on a TV show. On the Ed Sullivan show. So was that the Ed Sullivan show? Yeah, the, the video it, that we yeah, see? We did it twice, That's a yeah. tremendous video. We should play that video. Even at the beginning. Of the that show. video sold how many hundreds of thousands of records the day, uh, two days after? That don't happen today. Today you don't Man, sell And you can't yet. find that, can you? To play just the first yeah, it's on, 30 it's on, seconds. Uh, on YouTube. Let me know when you got it, Bill. I mean, uh, uh, Ben, because I'd love it just to show you. you the, that, I you love, got... I love the part at the beginning, yeah. Carmine, where you're like just, just waiting, and then boom, and then this is all yeah. this stuff, boom, oh, and they come down. Really. Me. <laughs> it's, it's, when it's are you gonna find that video that me and Carmen and Vinny did? I yeah, will. Do yeah, that. yeah, that's a good one. I yeah, will I do thought that, that was yeah. really fun. That oh, was, was I, you know what? I think I did see that on uh, YouTube. Well, it was on YouTube, but my manager died, and he had the. It was his video. Oh, and they, they took all it. They 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 deleted his Who? account. And deleted I it. Gotta all. find it, Kofi. Who I was your manager? It. Who was your manager? Steve Signs. He was the guy at the side of the stage videoing. Oh. He, he had a double lung transplant and didn't make it. So. Oh my God, it's horrible. Yeah. Was he a smoker? Oh. Of course. No, I don't think it was a smoker. I think it was some kind of lung scarring on his lungs from something. Oh boy, terrible. But, yeah. yeah. Hey, Will, um, again, with the whole blues thing and you being a, a blues guitarist, and again, me being from Chicago, your blues influence besides, you know, you got your Claptons and all this stuff in the past, but is it any of it like that old, juicy, saucy, muddy waters, Robert Johnson kind of a, a influence? It's B.B. King, mostly. B.B. King. Yeah. You know, the past 10, past 10 years, <clears throat> that's been my jam. You know, I just... Uh, he just makes my heart melt. And uh, after being younger and wanting to play fast and be all over the neck and stuff like that and being <laughs> yeah. impressed by Eddie, obviously, mm -hmm, right. and all of that stuff, um, I slowly became to realize that the thing that was making the hair stand up on my arm was one note played ah. right. And ah. so, but it's phrasing. So it's my so it's my intention to 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 take you to that one note. Right, but you know what? You, you, when, you think, when you listen to BB King, I mean, obviously some blue stuff is about sadness. It's about you know, it's that that down kind of a feel. But BB King, man, we we're, we work with Shirley King, uh, his daughter, and uh, a lot, and and that music is just so fun. Even though it's blues, it well, is it's upbeat and fun. It's upbeat, I think, as well. And and also, I just think the guy just had so much love in his heart. I mean, that's what I oh, get yeah. from it, you know. Yeah. And 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 the, the joy. I'm a morning person. I wake up in the morning and that's what that's what I feel, you know. I Come on, he loved it. he loved it so much he named his guitar. 
Yeah. You know, that was his that was his woman, the guitar, you know? Yeah. We did we did gigs with him with Fudge too, and he was like probably 1969-68 when he was just coming up as a uh, breaking out instead of you know, he was blues and now he's starting to break out a little more you know as far as success and uh, boy he was unbelievable his feel and the sound and his voice the emotion in his voice you know just incredible and he loved to work didn't he I mean he would just all, all the time, all the time. Three and then when he couldn't work he opened up clubs yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Buddy Guy, too. I mean, Buddy, if you know, yeah, uh, in Chicago, in January when he's home, you can find Buddy just sitting in his club every night, every just hanging. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what uh, yeah. BB would do as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I asked actually, Ben is going to put up that video. Um, I just want to play okay. like oh, okay. just a few seconds. Watch Carmine. I mean, for me, I mean, everybody was so theatrical in this video. But oh, yeah, that's um, that's yeah check this out. Look how theatrical you guys are. I just love it. That's it. Make it bigger, Ben. There we go. Oh, yeah. It takes a second to get going here. Yeah. But watch, watch Carmine. Just love your theatrics. Yeah. You know, I still have that red velvet jacket I bought on Carnaby Street. No kid. Yeah. Look how, how much you guys are getting into it. Love it. Twenty-sixes based on my boy. Come on, look at how big that is. You can fit a, a, a family from a third-world country in that freaking bass drum. Look at that thing. Carmen, I gotta ask you: Did you guys actually? I mean, really? I, I've seen you perform, obviously. We all, we all have. Were you like extra special, theatrical for the Ed Sullivan? Like, did you really? Totally. Everybody else used to stand there. My you know, God! I mean, the you Beatles guys stood like... there. The uh, all the Beach Boys, all these big, huge bands. And when we went on and got off, they were like, "What the hell was that?" You know? <laughs> no, it was it was erotic. <laughs> we sold so many singles, hundreds of thousands of singles we sold. And you had your yeah. cymbals flat, like they do nowadays. They were flat, and that was a twenty-six bass drum, twenty-six by fifteen, Leedy Ludwig bass drum. Leedy. I bought it in a pawn shop. That's P A W N. Yeah, right. You know? Well, for people and that don't know, Leedy is before Ludwig. Yes. That's what Ludwig became. And and I oh, recovered really? it myself. Red Sparkle. I took oh. off the old the old stuff and I put that on and drilled the holes, took everything apart, put it back together, and yeah. it sounded awesome. It was big. Right. And that's what maybe when when Ludwig said, "Well, what size drums you want?" I said, "Well, I got one twenty six big monster drum. Let me have two. Yeah, got two, and I thought, well, if that's big. Let me get everything big, and and, and you had to hit it hard. But when you hit it, right. it was loud. Right, you know, it was it was definitely loud, and uh, 
and by it being loud, because you know a guitar player was using a Marshall. Tim Bogart had like I don't know two yeah. Dual Showman amps. Later on, he we started getting PAs. He had five, five, uh, five cabinets with two tops. Oh my god! And gosh. then he had three stacks of Marshall. <clears throat> Mark had two Leslies with three hundred watts on each Thank one. You. you know, and sometimes he would mic it. And uh, there's a picture of uh, of he mic'd it to a, a dual showman top into a dual showman amplifier. We were we were uh, sponsored by them. And there's a picture of Hendrix when we toured with Hendrix and had I had drum mics, right? Because there were no PAs. I had drum mics running through my dual showman amps. And I remember Mitch Mitchell used to say, Come on, can I borrow your drum amps? I go, sure. Yeah, he used my drum amp. But what a good guy. Two, there were two there were two fender tops. So one said Carmine on it, tape. Carmine, and one said Mark on it from Mark Stein's you know, keyboards one two days, organ. And and Hendrix was doing something to his amplifier. So you see Hendrix, you see the amplifier, and then below it you see Carmine and Mark with two <laughs> fender tops. It's a classic picture. You know? Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, but those days there were no PAs. It was uh, right. what do you had maybe four or or uh, or eight voice of the theaters on each stage on each side of the stage, and there, and there was no board out front. The board was on the side of the stage. Right. So the engineer would turn a knob, run out to the middle, <laughs> and then run back and turn another knob. You know, it's amazing how they did, it took them such a long time to figure that stuff out, isn't it? Unbelievable. It like really it unbelievable. That they figured that out immediately. At least, that, at least know, two years. Is... At least two years it, it took wow. to do that. Yeah. This was September of 68, and that video you saw was January uh, oh, that was January 69, but we came out in June, or about June of 67. So it was like you know, a year and a half later, they still didn't have PAs that were any good. <laughs> you know? It wasn't until like 69 and 70 with Cactus that they actually had PAs with the board out in front. Wow, man. Yeah. The history, the history. Kofi and uh, uh, Will, yeah. take me on a little, uh, uh, talk this through with me. We got another little video clip here of, uh, of I, think a, I think it's a, a Clapton and Friends situation here. Uh, I think you guys are in this. Let me see what we got here. Where is this? On Bush Empire. And who's on stage now? Everybody. Yeah, Bob Wood, Chris Aiken, and uh, uh, Paul Carrick, Eric, obviously, and Nile Rogers on stage, Stevie Winwood. Um, is that you right there? Yeah, that's you. Wow. Yeah, Steve Gadd, Sonny Emmerich, and wow. uh, me, and who was the other drummer? Oh, Kenny Jones. Kenny Jones. Oh, no, Kenny. Wow. Yeah, that was a How long ago was that? Two that, years. Yeah, two years ago, February wow. nice. 20. Who's the, who's the guitar player in front of the second drummer next year? You know? The, that's me. Oh, no, that's Nile no, Rogers. Oh, that looks like yeah, somebody. Nile Rogers. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, playing with Gad was so amazing for me. It really was. It was. Yeah, a he's a good guy. Good he's drummer. a great player. Good guy. It's really, yeah. really incredible, wow. man. You guys, you know, people just don't yeah. even get. I think I really appreciate Ronnie Wood too. Understand the history. And what was this event? What was it? It's my dad's memorial. So my dad's. Oh, uh, really? Memorial. And that was in England? It was in England, yeah. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, I did Fresh Rat and um, 
uh, I did Toad, but they only gave me five minutes to do a drum solo in. And I was right. like, how am I going to get my dad's solo into five minutes? Yeah, I was right. like, so I kind of rushed through it as best I could. So it, the solo is just me trying to rush through shit here and yeah, there. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. wasn't very relaxed at all. Um, <clears throat> so I don't really like it, but there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they let you be a part of it. You know, some That's wet great, things man. happen. So That's great. That's fantastic. It really is. Guys, I can't thank you enough for being a part of our show again. Hopefully we'll call you another few months. Uh, to be back, of course. You're getting to be a regular on the show. Uh, Will, great to meet you, buddy. And wish yeah, you all well, the best with the great, new album, man. Nice one. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And we'll when, I'm going to keep an eye out for where you guys are playing. So if you're around where I am, I'm going to come see you. Where are you? I'm in Florida. Okay, well, we'll be in Florida in about two weeks. Yeah, we're going to do this cruise. Gonna we're going to fly oh. into St. Martin and do the cruise. And then we're going to be in Melbourne and Fort Lauderdale. And you can check okay. out all the dates at, at uh, www.musicofcream.com. I'll check it out because I, I, I should be in Florida when you, well, I don't know, maybe because uh, uh, it's my anniversary with my, with my wife. So, uh, well, she we can come to. We were going we to go too. up to <laughs> Disney World. We were going to go to Disney World from the 2nd to the 7th. Wow. Okay. So, I, I think it'd be a cool walk out for you, Karen. Yeah, I yeah. think on the 7th, we're in I'd Fort like Lauderdale. I would like to see it. Oh, so you guys are flying to St. Martin as well? Yeah, we're flying to St. Oh. Martin on uh, next week. Right. Yeah, Monday probably. Right? Can you get any pot there? <laughs> oh, my God. That's all you get there. Thanks no, again, Jesus. you guys. <laughs> Once again. Cheers, guys. Thank, thank everybody. you, everybody. Uh, I want to thank Steve Love, of course, uh, Ben, Gwen, Bill D, Bill G, and all the managers and presenters. Subscribe, everybody subscribe, part subscribe, of this. subscribe, subscribe. Yes, we need you. Look, everybody. Everybody's been so nice, so supportive. They're loving this thing we're doing now for 82 weeks. Wow. But if you want us to keep doing this streaming, 82. you got to subscribe. Go to our, um, our podcast. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Tell your friends because this is taking off and people are loving it. Guys like Will Johns and uh, Kofi Baker tonight. Thank you guys. And thank you guys for being a part of this Artists on Lockdown. Hanging on banging. Which we're we're at every Thursday night, whether it's uh, 4 o'clock on the West Coast, 6 o'clock Central Time, or 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Make sure you guys subscribe and come back and see us every Thursday. Same bad time, same bad channel. Stay safe, stay warm, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.